know what it was? We just got off the rhythm for a little bit. Yeah. And now we're back and we're going to record this week. And uh, you know how it is, dude. Because we, we had that spurt too where it was like a month of just nothing. Correct. And uh, and yeah, so we're back on track. We're hoping to have like a solid release schedule. Because our featured week is coming up in March. Oh, yeah? Yeah, That's it's good. right around the corner. Yeah, you guys got to pump out a, a high quality show that week, huh? Oh, yeah. We, we, we got a couple ideas in mind. But that's not this podcast. Well, that's not that podcast. This is this podcast. And this is... Second City Kids? Yeah, last time I checked. Oh, sweet. This morning. Can't wait till it burns down again. We could just call it Third City. <laughs> Fuck. No, man, I have to rebrand. Logos are expensive. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I have to scratch it out with, like, marker. Third, third City Kids. Doesn't even ring off the tongue. I would just change the name altogether at that point, I think. Hi, this is Jake, and this is the Jacob Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Batman and Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but yeah basically. Sometimes both. Yeah, right? Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, dude, <laughs> I got this like cough. No, actually, the cough has, hasn't really been there. It was actually I was I had a sneezing fit last night, mm-hmm. and I always believed that it was always better to sneeze than cough. Right? That was like my belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as I've getting older, I realized that the harder you sneeze, it start like it gets really close to feeling like a heart attack. <laughs> Holy shit! So uh, it's not. I don't think I like either. Can I just not? Can, do, can we just not yeah, can we just, from the orifices? Just no. Yeah, I would really appreciate if I just didn't sneeze or cough. My uh, my friends are always terrified because I come from a family of very loud sneezers. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you've seen my setup in the basement. When my dad sneezes, you could fucking hear it clear really? as day like he's in the next room. <laughs> yeah. And then I do too sometimes. You know, I'm, I'm a little more uh, socially aware okay. than my 70-year-old father, yeah. who officially retired this week, by the way. Oh, congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, but when he sneezes... It's like the shot heard around the house. Yeah. <laughs> What's he gonna do? What's he gonna do with all his free time now? Um, well, he's been um, he's been kind of helping my mom out. So he's been like cleaning. He's been oh. cooking. He's been walking the dogs, which is kind of why we got him in the first place. So my parents don't get bored. Wait, wait your dogs or your dad? It's kind of why we got your dogs or your dad. As what? Far as, as far as walking them? Yes. So you got the dogs to walk your dad, or you got your dad to walk your dogs? A little bit of both. <laughs> it's a uh, dude. Oh man, I saw this. Uh, it was a. Half corgi, half black clap mix last mm. night. That fucker was cute. Yeah, but um, but yeah, like I, I don't know, man. Uh, you know the thing is, like when you stop moving around and you stop doing something, uh, you know, you start to deteriorate. So mm. hopefully he finds something to do, but something to fill his time. Yeah, I was saying like take like a pottery class or I don't know, maybe something. Do crosswords. Let's just be careful because you might find your dad like. You know, maybe making alcohol in the basement or something like that. We already make alcohol. In well, the that's basement. that's a good point. It's, it's that, not anything new. That's a good point. Yeah, Polish people, man. Not gonna get into that. Uh, other than that, Gabe, are you ready? Oh yeah. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Second City Kids Podcast, episode number 150. 150. Oh, yeah. Almost to 200, man. We're halfway there. We're, yeah. We're, well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. We're, we're also halfway to 300, if you think about it. Well, yeah. And if you say it that way, I guess technically you're right. Technically, we were halfway to one, uh, 200 when we hit 100. I guess that's right. Uh, anyway, we're, we're, we're getting in the, the high numbers here. Yeah, we are. We're moving and grooving. Who would have thought? You know, uh, like the statistic says that I think like... Uh, like twenty something percent of all podcasts stop after episode seven. Really, call it quits. That's sad. Interesting statistic. Well, because I mean, you gotta like consistently crank out content. Yeah, and thankfully our content evolves as the year evolves, right? Yeah, as we get as we get in more information, it gives us stuff to talk about. 
With that being said, uh, we are back on what is a warmer day that we've experienced recently on the south side of Chicago, Illinois. Obviously, I am your host, Jacob, and I have my co-host today, Gabe, because Gabe had a uh, issue with me not calling him his co-host for the first time in 100. It's been 150 episodes. <laughs> He's like, I hey, man. I've earned it. Hey, man, I'm your co-host. I'm a gay, N- right? Name one person who's been on this show more than I have. Well, other than me, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Correct, correct, correct. But yeah, we are back on a nice day, I guess. I swear, Chicago is the only place where people are excited where it's like 35, oh my god! Yeah, everybody gets excited. Everybody brings out their bikes and shit, and convertibles, yeah. and all kinds of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's this massive line outside of every like car wash, car wash because every Portillo's. Yeah, uh huh. Everybody, everybody's excited. Gyms but, by the expressway, packed probably. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, man, we're back. And uh, Gabe, how's your week, buddy? Good, man. I uh, I went to a play on Friday. Um, hmm. my buddy. So uh, it's a Steve Martin play, and Steve Martin plays are always fucking great. And so here's how he sold me. He's like, yeah, so it's a play about Einstein and uh, Picasso and how they meet in like this like bar, right? And how things go wrong. And he was uh, acting in it as opposed to directing, which he usually does. He was on the other side of the table. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who are you playing? He's like, oh, I'm a time traveling Elvis. I was like, all right, tickets have been bought. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's pretty good. Excellent. Excellent. So it was fine. It was, yeah, it was a fucking blast. Okay. It was very like fourth wall breaking. So when they took intermission... Um, they pulled out the pamphlets and they're like, wait, there's no intermission in this. And Einstein's like, no, but we're going to take one. Like everybody's like getting off stage. She's like, I have an eight ball in my dress. <laughs> I just lost it. I was like, hold up. Einstein just said he has an eight ball in his dresser. Oh, you didn't want well, to get to that. But so, uh, where was this at? Uh, this was at the Brayer theater in like Beverly. Oh, okay. Okay. Very yeah. cool. Sounds like fun. And then Absolutely. I rewatched Spy Kids last night. How was that? That movie has n- Robert Rodriguez really called in all his fucking favors for that movie, yeah, you know, because that has an all-star cast. It really does. It's stacked. And it's, well, because I was watching it with um, with a friend of mine, and she's pretty keen on the Bond films. And so we were kind of comparing mm-hmm. Spike Kids to Bond, and I was like, this is an interesting topic. And she's like, yeah, this plot is more creative than any of the Bond films. And I was like, you're not well, wrong, that is but it is also like... Kind of sad? Strange. No, well, no, like... It's so strangely absurd because the first one is with uh, Floop, right? Yeah. And he makes the the, the creatures out of the floopies yeah. or whatever they yeah. call them, right? And Fo- I was like, Fooglies. Fooglies. Yeah. And I was like, she has a point, you know? Mm-hmm. She has a really good point. That's, yeah, interesting. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. There it is. Speaking of that, um, you know, like I said, I'm trying to slowly start to chip away at the bonds. So we did Skyfall last night. Love it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And then I'm like, oh, man, the Casino Royale is fucking on demand. I didn't know that. So we did the Casino Royale Love it. after that. Um, my dad has the whole collection and, uh, I told him that I'm making headway with getting the woman involved in like the franchise. So I need that. So I do, we get to start chipping down this list because I do plan on watching all of them. I think I mentioned that last week on the podcast and maybe put put together some reviews. Like I said, maybe not for all of them because that's a lot of reviews and I don't have that kind of time. Maybe you could do a review per James Bond. Maybe. Yeah. That might be a point out some high moments, some low moments, things they did well. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe that'd be a play. You know? Yeah, we definitely have to chip away at that. I know it's been a very long time since I've actually sat down and watched like the Sean Connery ones and the Roger Moore ones. Uh, I think, generally speaking, I might be alone on this one. I don't like Roger Moore in particular when it comes to Bond. So, um, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not really fine on any of the movies either. But, yeah, maybe we'll take a look and uh, take a look back as soon as we get a chance. Apparently, I'm getting that tonight uh, because we're going out for my sister's birthday. She's turning 30, that old bag. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we're doing that tonight, going to Ditka's. Uh, in Oak Brook. Shit. Oh yeah, steak. Oh yeah, steak. But yeah, um, for my week, man, no, no, nothing, nothing really, nothing really to report. What do, you, what do you think is worse? Well, quick little segue: looking at your age or looking how many years out of high school you are. What's worse? Yeah. Well, what makes you feel older? High school. Because I, it just hit me like my five years coming up, which mm-hmm. you know may not seem like much for you, mm-hmm. but I like I still remember some of those days like the back of my fucking head. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, oh. Next year will be my 10-year anniversary for, for high, high school. school. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah, that's wild, huh? Yeah, that's pretty that nuts. wild. Pretty cuckoo. Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. But yeah, I mean, I ain't going to that shit. But I'm you went to a Catholic high school, right? I did, yes. Yeah, you got you to gotta watch the Joey Diaz skit on that one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Fuck you. You're going to hell too, motherfucker. You know, I think it's funny because you look at like you, Nikki, Ponce, mm-hmm. and Johnny wasn't involved in that scene, was he? He was. And Johnny. And you look at the four of you plus uh, Jared? What was the the other guy's name who I've never met? The weird one. Oh, uh, Harding. Harding. Yeah, yeah. Justin. And, yeah. And you look at Justin. There we go. I know yeah. there's something with the J. But you look at the five of you and you go, wait, y- y'all... Y'all motherfuckers used to pray. Y'all used to go to a Catholic high school. Yeah, we are. Um, well, me, Ponce, Nikki, and Justin were all part of the same group. Like we took the train every day. <laughs> she took the uh, took the train every day. Um, sat at the same lunch table every single day. Yeah. Uh, and especially me and Nikki, I think we literally from freshman year from the, like the second day of freshman year until the, the end. Year. Yeah, it was me and Nikki. Uh, side by side, and then Harding kind of came along, and then Potts got exodus, exiled from his group. So he gets he sat by us. He sat by us one day. We're like, oh, <laughs> one of us, yeah, <laughs> shark bait. Ooh, ha, ha. Yeah, it's basically yeah. Well, you know, you you could have you could have fooled me into believing that Ponce Pons is a good-hearted young gentleman. Yeah, you know, because he com- he comes off as it if you don't know him. Yeah, if you know him, he's a degenerate, right? Mm-hmm. Like the what? rest of us, mm-hmm. it is what it is. A little bit, and but that you, well, I thought it was kind of funny. And then near the end, this guy named Bobby O'Brien joined us, and he's the guy who's dying in designer, the rapper, the sound. Like oh the, yeah, the emo rapper that is very popular these days. Uh, he sat with us, and I, like I said, I remember very in particular him because he was in a deathcore band. Him like making that transition from one to another. You know, Elisana, can you hear her? Please? She's having an exorcism. I'm trying to see Maybe if she's registering. faintly in the background. Yeah, probably. That's okay. But I mean, like, if you look at lot, if you look at a good chunk of these quote unquote emo rappers, whatever you want to call them now, like Suicide Boys used to be in a hardcore band. Yeah. And that just never took off. And they said, let's do something else. And, you know, if you listen to it, you could hear the roots. They're still there. Mm-hmm. It's not like they, it was like a phase or they totally dismissed it. But Correct. I think it's interesting. <laughs> she's just going at it. Open huh? door. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody like, call a priest. Dude, uh, we worked with her or taught her. The, to react to a force choke. So Your the daughter. other yesterday we were, yeah, she was doing this. And I'm like, like pretending to be choked. And then I flipped it up on her and she kind of stood there for a second. And then she went, they're like, yeah, so good parenting. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, that's good. I don't times. know how I feel about that. Yeah. Good for you. Cause we're Star Wars fans, but it, that's your daughter. <laughs> it's to I me. Mean, it's force choke. I'm just saying, Hmm. Uh, all right, we good. We good. Let's get into this agenda. Let's talk some movies, TVs, and books. What the fuck is the hunt? You never see anything about this yet? Not a damn thing. This is uh, Bloomhouse's Bloom new jam. All right. So, oh, never mind. I have seen. Okay. This. Okay. Uh, so this is uh, kind of a. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. It kind of takes place in like a Hunger Games kind of environment. Yes. But the the background is instead of being like uh, like a like a post dystopian like world, it's like us today. And the split is conservatives versus liberals. And the way they framed it is that you can't. What the purge should have been. Yeah, well, that. But you they, you can't tell. Who's who? who? Who, if like this is actually happening or if it's not really happening. Is this somebody making shit up? Is it happening in their head? Like you can't really tell the you know, scenario. There's, there's like a party game like that. There, if you, I think you need like at least six people to play. But like the group is split into like liberals, fascists, and the one person is Hitler. Like one person is like a literal Nazi and you're supposed to oust Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so something like that. But like I said, it kind of takes place in like this, oh, it's a TV show thing, which is kind of like the Hunger Games, like I said. And it looks very unique. And apparently, people try to get this movie stopped being made. Mm. Somebody 
somewhere uh, did not want this movie to be made. And Bloomhouse is like, well, fuck you. Even they're looking at the dollar signs because any movie with that kind of controversy attached to it Even is going to do well. Fuck the dollar signs. This is Bloomhouse. Yeah. And you can make an argument that about half of their movies are there for the creative and artistic endeavor. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bloomhouse is one of those studios where, like I said, it's this weird mix of really, really great films with really, really shitty ones, and they don't even care. Bad news. But Free delivery in Chipotle today. Oh, man. The gods whispered it in my ears. Anyway, yeah. but no, I, I yeah, I definitely saw this. I, and this is what I like about the agenda. Where it's like, have you seen this? No. Oh, wait, never mind. Yes, I have. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it looks like a fun film. And you and I always speak well about the concept of the Purge films. Yes, we love it. And what they should have done, mayhaps, to steer the course of the profit margins into a better position, right? Correct. And I think this will, I don't know if it's going to do well, but I think it's going to move this political horror into maybe its own subgenre, which yeah. I'd love to see. Absolutely. Uh, it's definitely a, a, an interesting take, an interesting look. And like I said, Bloomhouse kind of just it pumps out stuff that anytime – it's one of those few companies that like, when I see their name attached to it, I'm like, okay, what's that? Them and A24. Yeah, them, um, Naughty Dog. Like when you see names on a bill, you're like, I, I got to check that out. Yeah, we, we got to at least look at it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's definitely on, on, on the agenda. I tagged the woman in the trailer. She's like, yeah, we got to see that. So – um, I want to see Fantasy Island still too. So that's that's out, right? Yeah, that's out. Um, we're gonna try to hit hit up the movies. What? That was my. That, that was, was your toe. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, Gabe. Uh, I <laughs> it was not responsible. Didn't have it in my house. Please don't make my insurance rates go up. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. But so let's yeah. talk about the bats. Yeah. So we finally got our first look of uh Robert Pattinson in the bat suit. So naturally, anytime this happens, regardless of uh you know the, the movie's eventual acclaim or not there's always a massive shit fit on the internet right so we saw some footage we saw what he looked like it's kind of like that early joker footage that we got um you know when the the new joker movie was coming out some shadow play some yep. uh, interesting detail in the suit and the pattinson shin yeah so what's your opinion i dig it i like the suit um you could totally tell it's robert pattinson he just has that facial structure mm-hmm. Um, Especially that lower, the lower part of yeah. yeah, like you said, his jaw, his chin area is very, it's very uh, descriptive. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's distinct. There we go. That's the word I was looking for. I dig the suit. Um, you know, we we only got the like upper torso, shoulders, mm-hmm. head area. Um, from what I saw, I dug it. I think what's gonna pull it together is how he maneuvers in the suit. Because mm-hmm. um, oh, which one was the one with the cowl that was attached to the back? There was the first, the first three Batman were like that. Yeah, there we go. And that you know, you could not move your head in that thing, mm-hmm. but. It, it comes down to the mannerisms and the idiosyncrasies. Does, you know, the suit may fit him, but does he fit the suit? Yeah. That being Correct. said, he does look good. Yes. Um, there's only so much you can tell from. You know, what's, you know what's actually kind of funny about the whole evolution of Batman as a like a character? Uh, and this is something that didn't happen until Bale, but the voice is also important at this point. Because, like, previously to all the other Batmans we've seen, like, in film... It was the actor's voice. It was the actor's voice just pretending to be themselves. And you would think that somebody would be like, well, you sound exactly like Bruce Wayne, and he's not here. You know what I mean? Like, you would think somebody would make that connection. Well, in Bale's Batman, he's kind of like, oh, you know, he changes his voice a little bit. He woke up, smoked a carton. <laughs> yeah, correct. And uh, it almost came like a meme upon itself, especially by the end. I mean, uh, it worked well. Yeah, absolutely. And then with uh, the Batflick ones... He had like this digital voice changer, which kind of alleviated some of that need to, you know, meme it up. But um, I wonder what they're going to do with that. 
Are they gonna? Because does Pat, uh, off the top of your head, does, does he have a Batman esque voice? Just like his he normal? has a pretty gritty sailor voice from uh, the Lighthouse. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's gonna take that over because it has like a bit of a, like an English accent, mm-hmm. and you know the movie's set in like the 1900s. But also, he's English. <laughs> huh. yeah, yeah, I guess that's a point. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know if he's gonna take that over. But yeah, he he does have that kind of grit. Okay, you know? interesting. I wonder because, like I said, it's come kind of a part of the whole Batman as a character now as the voice and something that we didn't really think about up until recently as far as what he sounds like. So, um, yeah, it's, it definitely looked cool. I like the red tint that they had on top of it. Um, I like how the suit was actually kind of slimmer, at least based on what we saw. I From mean, the uh, last Batman. Yeah, 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 definitely, because he was jacked. Uh, but definitely looked sl- uh, slimmer and maybe a little bit more of an agile Batman, a little less of a, like a bulking Bulk up, Telling bulk you, man, up. we gotta get Batman Beyond on on the live screen. Yeah, that, and that's when I saw when I saw it. I'm like, he would be a great Batman Beyond. I think you mentioned that Michael B. Jordan. That would be good too, actually. Yeah. Are you kidding me? He yeah. has the whole hot head getup. Yeah, it's just that's not wrong. And then who would be a good old man Bats? Oh man, In that aspect. Oh um, oh sweet baby Jesus. Why can I not think of his fucking name right now? Alan Guinness. Ooh. As Batman. Hmm. As this old like I'm fucking retired kid. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Give him some gray hair. You know, tell him put on like 10, 15 pounds. There that you go. Bad. Yeah. Oh. Now, another thing that this brings up, and I don't, I think I have, I, I thought of a way to them kind of work their way around it because obviously I don't think they were anticipating having to recast Batman in this DC universe mm-hmm. thing. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where this is going to fall because obviously the Batman and the whole greater arcing DC universe thing is an older Batman. Um, so where does this tie in? Is this supposed to be Batman maybe when he's starting out? Maybe do something in the 90s? Can it tie into the Joker if you wanted it to? Um, maybe do a Batman in like the early 90s or something? I don't think it's going to matter. You don't think so? No, because what we get... The Batman evolution and the Batman new actor thing has been a thing since the 60s, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just been a thing where the DCU has only really kicked up in the past... I wouldn't even say 10 years, like five, maybe yeah. five, six. Yeah. And I think that the Batman solo films are going to be like the X-Men. They kind of exist in their own space. Mm-hmm. And whether they want to tie that in or not doesn't matter at the end of the day. Well, I think the problem is that everybody expects it to tie in, I think. I think everybody expects these things to be all together. That's well, no one is DC. We got six more months till we get a hard reset on the universe. That's and the only point. person that's still going to be on the payroll is Gal Gadot. Correct. But which is rightfully so. <laughs> we talked about that. They got some footage of her or what she or a great picture of her on entertainment weekly. Uh, Michael B. Jordan as green lantern. Yeah. Uh, or, uh, Idris Elba as, um, a oh, sweet baby. Jesus what was the, uh, from justice league unlimited, the, uh, green lantern's name. Uh, John Stewart. Yeah, I believe it was John yeah. Stewart. Yeah. Now that mm-hmm. is a casting choice. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not a bad look. Let's get a let's get a good Justice League movie. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's the problem, though. Like, uh, how are they going to tie these all things? Because you can't have the Justice League without Batman. It's impossible. So um, it's kind of hard to see where all this stuff is going to line up in the future. And speaking of which, uh, I think this is yeah. Is that next? Oh, actually, I didn't take it off. So uh, uh, what's it called Birds of Prey kind of flopped, and not because people are saying it's a bad movie. From what I'm hearing, actually. Pretty good for film. Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, so it's it's kind of flapping at the moment. Uh, so they took it upon themselves to change the name, which I actually kind of understand, because the previous title was Birds of Prey: The Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Okay. Uh, on the on the the the, the what's it called the marquee? Yeah, it's going to be Birds of Prey. And if you don't have any prior knowledge 
to this, you're going to not know that it's related to anything like Batman or the Joker or anything like that. So they changed the name to Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey. I think it was the right call. I think a little too late, though, because I think kind of the damage is done in that regard. Should have been it from the beginning. Yeah, probably, because uh, you got to put your star like front and forward on that. And I understand they kind of want the stylized kind of a title, which that sounds cool. Uh, sounds like a fucking My Chemical Romance song. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, so they changed the name of it. Like I said, from what I heard, not a bad movie. Um, so it's just a little interesting moving forward, what they're going to do with it, uh, if it, you know, how long it's going to last. Good copy. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some uh, Stranger Tides and Stranger Things. Um, so Stranger Things 4 from Russia with love. I love the aesthetic, love the look. Mm-hmm. Um, it, isn't it weird how in like the... Well, because this is post-Cold War, right? This is 70s, 80s. This is the late 80s. They are still around. The Russians are still around. Right. I, you know, I think it's funny that both in like the... I don't even know what to call this. Like the metaverse. Like our view of TV within TV. Like this weird cultural zeitgeist that's going on. Mm-hmm. The Russians are the bad guys again. Mm-hmm. Like we just went full fucking circle. Like from the, you know, the Cold War era. And now we're here again. Yeah. And essentially in 60 years, we've we've had a net velocity of zero. Correct. That yeah. being said, we're not a political podcast. Yeah. I like the look. Uh, you, you already know what my gripe is. What's your gripe? Hopper. Yeah? Yeah. My, you know my thing, man. When, when a studio does something ballsy and they kill off an important character and then they cheap out and bring them back the next time around, you know I'm not going to be in support of that. Well, I think there's some... Uh, they better have a damn good explanation. Yeah. I think I, I trust them. I've trusted them th- so far, and for the most part, they made some really good decisions. And it's funny because what didn't he say? Uh, John, what's his name? David Harbor is that his real name? Yeah. Didn't he say that like the day before? He's like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not involved in the new season of Stranger Things. Like he said that out loud, and uh, he said he he had me convinced so like hardcore that when I saw the trailer, I thought it was something else. <laughs> like <laughs> that's how convinced he had me. I'm like, maybe they just cut a clip from another movie that I'm not familiar with. But yeah, I mean, um, yeah, he had me convinced, I guess, but. I trust them. Um, I think that I think we're going on a, a new adventure, kind of. We're getting out of Hawkins finally, because uh, I think you kind of have to at this point. And the from from Russia with Love is that like the official like subtitle, or is that something that was like the name of the trailer? Like, do we um, do we I know? Have no idea. But if it's the subtitle, I'm all for it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm just wondering how it's all going to tie in. How are we going to get the kids to Russia? Like that's <laughs> that's also an important thing. I mean, I guess you can have going to be some bullshit wormhole from Hawkins leading into like Moscow, or or you could just do the traditional Stranger Things thing and have him over here and them way the fuck over here, and at the end have them come together. I guess there's a way to do that. Yeah, you know that that is a big Stranger theme. Things. Yeah, that's a big Stranger Things uh, plot tool, which I'm not mad at, for, mad at them for it. When they come together at the end of every season, it's like the best the best part of every season. Uh, when like all these journeys come together, but uh, yeah, it, it looked cool. Um, you know, he looked like he slimmed up a little bit, which I mm-hmm. think if you're a prisoner of war, you would kind of have to slim up a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm in. Sign me up. And uh, I think October is when it's supposed to be dropping, from what I've heard, right? Yeah. So we went from summer releases back to October. Interesting. Well, I think um, they have they feel the need to tie in their release with when the story takes place. Sure. So, like, when the story took place last season, it was all during the summer. And I think previous to that, it was both Halloween around Halloween, right? The Halloween vibe. So, I'm with it. It looks good. It sounds good. And, uh, like I said, I trust them. I trust them to make good decisions. Speaking about Halloween vibes, are you caught up on Sabrina? I have gotten... I, see, like, I missed, like, a very large portion in the middle. 
but I don't want to say large, but a decent portion in the middle. But my wife had me caught up, and I am fully caught up as far as like. Yeah, I heard it was properly good. The second season, per, it's pretty fucking metal. They're on the third season now, bro. Oh, are they? That, that's pretty. I'm it's, way behind. It's properly metal, bro. Because there's um, there's some like screenshots of what she did, and it's just like you are so overpowered. It's not even right. <laughs> good copy. Uh, speaking about overpowered, Jane Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen this yet? Uh, no. All right, so I did. I saw it uh, Friday night. What do you think? Dude. Love it. I, I fucking loved it. It was so fucking good. So, uh, typical of like these type of films, the Jane Silent Bob movies, it's very self-aware. And uh, basically, they're talking shit about reboots, right? And how it's a bad idea, <laughs> right? How it's stupid. That it doesn't just make... take my money. Yeah, and they're talking about the difference between a reboot and a remake, la, la, la. And uh, it's very uh, thumb on nose. Like, they know what they're talking about. And he's like, um, I remember they were talking to Spanky and one of them. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, you release it under the same name so crowds don't know the fucking difference. And they eat that shit up. And they all look at the <laughs> look at the camera. And um, Kevin, I don't want to like spoil it too much, but Kevin Smith is a character in this movie. Not He's not Kevin Smith. He He's, he's, Kev, he's Kevin Smith. Okay. Playing Kevin Smith also in this movie. It's very like... There's a lot going on here, yeah. isn't there? There's a very, it's very fourth wall breaking. What the fuck? That's the second time I hit that. We're I both bet. smacking our, yeah. uh, our shields today. Yeah, right? uh, it's very breaking the fourth wall in a lot of ways because <laughs> basically they're like, oh yeah, you know, um, Bruntman and Chronic, you know, there's coming a remake and that fucking tool Kevin Smith is making it, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> and then there's like like things where they're like looking at next to each other, they're like, what's going on here? You kind of uh, you look like the director. He's like, oh, I don't get it. Shit like that, and uh, a lot of callbacks to the previous stuff. They're like, oh, we're going back to Hollywood again. And like the whole, the whole oh, thing. Word. Yeah. And um, it's fucking hilarious. And as far as like fan service, people put like Marvel on like the, high, you know, the pedestal as far as hitting the fan service. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith in these movies fucking like he called back to almost every movie he's ever made. Let Kevin Smith write a Marvel movie. Yeah. Right. Um, he yeah, he hit it right on the fucking head with this. And at the end of the day, there's some heart in this movie, too. You'd be shocked. Um, you know, Jason Muse's character, Jay actually show some heart in near the end of this movie and it's wow. actually yeah it's actually kind of interesting and um yeah man it was a good film i had I, I had a ton of fun with it um i just wish that chronic con was a real thing because i would totally go but um jay inside the bob reboot is a, a solid film it's definitely a b i think it'd be a little bit ridiculous to get it anything higher than that um, any like cult stoner film is gonna be really hard to give it like a good a correct yeah um but it's just fucking hilarious and they did a great job with it and uh i just love the callbacks and like i said if you're a fan of anything he's ever done previously or if you've seen everything he's done previously to this it's just perfect it really is it's just so good so i would definitely a hot recommend for Jalen silent bob reboot because it was fucking excellent oh good copy here's a hot idea let's have kevin smith write a deadpool movie yeah oh lord yeah that'd be good oh lord i think the planet's just aligned for mr gabbert here yeah right so I don't know. All right. This is you. You ready for uh, gaming? No, you got one more. Oh, what What's did that? I miss? Oh, no, this is me. This is me. I put this on here. Lovebirds. Have you seen the trailer for this? No, it is Lovebirds. This is uh, a new movie that's coming out that's framed. When the trailer drops, or when the trailer dropped, it's framed in like in kind of this uh, romantic comedy kind of a vibe. And uh, it turns out that it's kind of like a comedy movie. Uh, because basically these two people, the lovebirds, they're together and, uh, you know, they go through like kind of the initial romances and stuff like that, get married and whatnot. And then one day they're driving and somebody's like, ah, there's a criminal get in the car. La, la, la. So they steal his car and they're in the car and they're kind of like, what the fuck's going on? 
And meanwhile, uh, like the guy who's the cop who they think is the cop is like running over people mm-hmm. and like running over the guy he was chasing. And in the middle of it, they're like, I don't think he's a cop. So like he like cold blood murders this guy. And oh boy. They, then they are implicated in that because it's their car and they were seen to the crime. So they're kind of like running away. So it's kind of like this uh, comedy uh, crime comedy kind of a movie where they're just trying to get away from the scenario. But the scenario is hunting them down. They're on the news and shit. And uh, it's kind of a funny thing. Framed up kind of funny. Uh, and two actors I don't know. I mean, I'm not you know, up to date with uh, the newest and latest in Hollywood and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it looks funny. So I'm definitely going to check that out because the woman was all for it as well. So Lovebirds, check it out. Good copy. Let's talk some gaming. What sure. is Anthem 2.0? So uh, basically, BioWare EA have announced that they're going to be overhauling this whole game, basically. Yeah, about damn time. Yeah. Uh, I guess it was decided that they didn't want to just let it go and let it die. Uh, maybe considering the resources they've had put into it. Uh, and they decided that they're going to need to fix up the game and try to make it uh, playable, maybe. I don't know. And uh, that's their plan moving forward. Um, Anthem will be getting a big overhaul and a different look. Good copy. Um, I think it's always better to admit and then clean up your mistakes as opposed to, because you know damn well they could have just abandoned this project. Yes. If you're looking for a really good, um, I guess it's like a mockumentary, but it's still really, uh, this YouTuber by the name of Internet Historian did the entire thing on No Man's Galaxy, mm-hmm. or No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, what, yeah. And how they went from hero to zero from zero to hero again mm-hmm. and just the kind of progress and why everything happened, but it's in a very like good satirical fun way where he pokes at fun at like everybody involved. Yeah. Um, check that out. But yeah, no, it, it's a good thing, man. Cause Anthem was kind of the joke of 2019. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely one of the largest flops for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I would put it kind of that same category where maybe they promised too much and they weren't prepared to deliver on some of those promises and that's a big deal deadlines studio involvement publisher yeah. involvement Maybe, well we talked hard about the whole working houses yeah what, what was going on with them and internally at bioware and kind of the whole them falling apart at the seams and whatnot and uh so yeah that, that's the word out in the street is that bioware is going to be fixing this and changing it and altering it pretty heavily moving forward now obviously i'm sure they have not put a really like a date on that because that would be counterproductive uh, i think you should work on it until, and release it when you feel like it's ready and kind of you go almost be like well anthem's back and kind of make it a bigger deal you know because you know what, like weirds me out there is an update for uh, modern warfare where it makes the game smaller in size I don't know if it came out to console. It came out to PC, though. What do you mean smaller in size? So it's an update that reduces how much space this thing takes up on your computer. So I'll take it from, I think it's like 120 gigs to like 80. That's crazy, right? How do they do that? And like I said, I did, well, it's memory redundancy. This We can get into the whole fucking okay. dynamics, but we're not. Yeah. But yeah, it's weird, huh? All I know is, is that when I updated my new season of the new Modern Warfare, it was like 60 gigabytes. That's fucking off the wall. They need to fix that. You know, I mentioned to you that I love the kind of, um, you know, it might just be my high school days calling back the, the thick edits, bro. And mm-hmm. like the, you know, the really raunchy, like rap music over like all like this dude just going stupid. Yeah. Modern Warfare. That community is is alive and well, my friend. And yeah. It's just strangely entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know because they're actually doing a pretty good job with keeping this Call of Duty game like up to date and like raring to go. Uh, like I said, well, akimbo pistols are back, so yeah, that's so nice. Don't don't speak too soon, my friend. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, but like, um, I actually like, kind of like this touch with the big ground war uh, game mode they have, which is essentially Battlefield. Um, they have 
they like piece together a map with of previous maps they've released, like and from all the other games and stuff. Oh, that's like cool. That. So uh, yeah, so you kind of like and then vacants back. Shipman, yeah, obviously. Uh, Rust, Rust is back. Yeah, I heard uh, about Rust. So they're doing pretty good. I mean, I think they should cool it down with the size of these damn updates because that's ridiculous. I th- I think it's literally just deleting one game and adding another, basically. Yeah, it's interesting for console. Yeah, because for PC, like I said, they just dropped that update that made the entire package smaller. That's very it still strange. Still kind of boggles my mind, but whatever. Yeah. Speaking about smaller packages, um, Rainbow Six Siege new season, uh, Void's Edge or Void Edge. Yeah. Uh, a Void Sledge is what we're talking about here. <laughs> but um, so I didn't actually see the operators. So what you're about to run me through will be the um, your like first, my first impression. All righty. So the operators, uh, one's called Oryx. He's so the, he's a bull. Huh? He's a bull. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he is an a defend. Yeah, defending operator. Um, Why did you have left and right? Because I had to like ex- I had to put on the them, screen. Yeah, in my head. Him. Yeah, in my head, I had to kind of place him. Uh, his ability is basically uh, he can climb upward through hatches. Uh, he is a two speed, two armor. He could <laughs> bum rush through soft walls. And if a person has a shield and he bum rushes them, he knocks them on their ass. He is the anti-blitz. Yes, he is. Wow. So anytime a person with a shield walks up to them or um, like a Montaigne, something like that, walks up towards them, he just got to fucking charge them. He charges them, they knock on their ass, and he kills them. Uh, like I said, he also jump up through uh, through hatches. So the, like the logistics of this guy like throwing out a hatch and like jumping up and poking his head around. It's like a very real thing. Ooh, you want to take your bets on how much use he's going to see in the pro league? I think there's uh, the, the the possibility of like high level strats. Because even when you're like consistently getting silver and gold rankings and ranked like we used to, mm-hmm. um, you would always kind of plan for a Montaigne. Yeah. So you'd always have a Nitro Charge. You'd always have something, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a very strong, hard counter to this our is shield shut down my mm-hmm. friend absolutely so now are we gonna see more oryx are people just gonna abandon monty oh man yeah and uh he also if he charges through a wall and there's somebody on the other side he knocks him down so imagine like kind of lining up oh monty's right here okay <laughs> bursting through the goddamn wall and knocking him on his ass now the, uh, the downside of that is that um if he runs through a wall he loses he loses some health like 10 health or something like that but for the potential plays that could be happening it's really not that that big of a deal. Oh my lord! Also, I'm he, so excited. Also, he has the spaz shotgun and the MP5, so he got some solid weapons. Okay, so he's already loadout wise, he's worth the investment. Well, he doesn't have the ACOG of the on the MP5, so that's the trade off. That's a fucking laser, regardless. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So uh, he doesn't have that, but uh, overall, he looked like a lot of fun. And like I said, his ability is basically that he could just charge him, bum rush a motherfucker. That's Bro, his ability. The best defending weapons: top down, vector, MP5, Cade's pistol, everything else. Yeah. 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 That's our tier list right yeah. now. So who's the attacker? <laughs> the attacker, uh, her name is uh, Yana. This is five female attackers in a row? Is it? Because uh, Nock, um, the girl with the sniper, uh, Mazir, or was it Mazi? No, Mazi. The big Australian one. Uh, gridlock. Gridlock. So four? Who's and then um, uh, Alibi. Oh, wow. I guess so. Five female attackers in a row, huh? No, because Maverick. Maverick was in between all of them. So, no, Maver- he wasn't. Maverick was in between Alibi and whoever, whoever else. Cause so, well, that makes it four in a row. Yeah, at least then. four. Yeah. 
So, uh, Yanash, her ability, uh, it's kind of funny, actually. Um, she has the ability to send out a hologram and not in the same way that Alibi sends out a hologram. Like, she puts herself off to the side and sends out a hologram and she's able to control the hologram, walk around the map and whatnot. She can't shoot anybody, but she's able to, like, send out a hologram and, like, survey the map. All right? Like I said, can't shoot anybody, can't kill anybody. Um, but she's able, like, so as an example, if you're trying to attack, you want to see who's in the room without having to, like, poke your head, just send on the hologram. Runs in. So it's just an advanced drone. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. Can it, how does it interact with walls? Uh, it doesn't. So it's just the same. You know, it reacts just the same. Uh, if the hologram is destroyed, I think the cooldown for it is a lot longer. But if you stop it, I think the cooldown is pretty quick. So uh, I kind of look at it like almost in like um, who has that? Oh my goodness, who has that? Oh fucking like a like a Loki, like in Smite as an example, or maybe not even that. Um, what's her fucking name? Morgan. How she was able to like kind of send like a fake version of herself into like a fray and kind of have her back out. Uh, so like there's potential for like high IQ plays. Like you're caught in a corner, you throw out your hologram, run over there. He loses track of you, and then you fucking pop your head out and kill him. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the attacker. All right. Um, and where are they from, the country? He is from Jordan. She is from – she's Dutch. Cool. So, yeah, so um, they're looking like – they're trying to – I think they're starting to stray away from, like, the single country ops mm-hmm. and more into, like, in, like intelligent agencies kind of ops, which makes sense to me. Works. Um, yeah, man. Did you see the elite skin for Ella? Yeah, I have, yes. Yeah. Super punk, bro. Yeah, she's punk AF, bro. Need me something like that. Yeah, you do. <laughs> um, but so yeah, that's the that's the the change as far as operators as far as maps. Mm-hmm. They have made a change to Oregon, which the internet collectively had a fucking meltdown. A meltdown over. Everybody's like of all the maps to change. Why do you change Oregon? Tower's still broken. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're right about that. That's for sure. I'm like maybe redo house and make it bigger and actually viable to play in competitive maybe. Maybe uh, some changes to Chalet. Chalet, maybe. Because well, no. that's not in ranked rotation anymore, is it? Chalet's in ranked rotation. Is it? Yeah. Chalet's okay. in ranked rotation. It's hard to keep up. Yeah, no, definitely. No, for sure. Uh, maybe make some changes to Yacht. I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, But Oregon was not the one that needed the change. But uh, basically, they made it more open. They've made it uh, easier to get from one point to another so you don't... Because like, I think we all can admit like it's very hard to run from one side of the map to the other, especially in Oregon, because every route has a select way to get there. Now, apparently, they've opened that up a little bit um, to change it up. So, overall, I'm not mad at it. Uh, Oregon's not my favorite map. I think Clubhouse is my favorite map still. So, uh, yeah, you like Clubhouse. That's a good That's a good map. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I, th- I think some good change is coming up with this season of Siege. What, what if we just, here's an idea, drop a new map that's both aesthetically pleasing and competitively viable? Well, I think there's an issue with space. Uh, I think that's definitely a problem, but you're the IT guy. You could probably tell me better on that than I could tell you about that. Well, what's the last new map we got that wasn't a rework or a Brand, change? brand new? Um, Villa? Yeah, and what? Villa's a properly good map. Yep, I liked it. Yeah, Villa. Well, no, it was the one in, um, it was the split one in Australia. That was after Oh, Villa. you're right, you're right. I can't uh, remember the Outback. Outback. Yeah, yeah, you're that right. That was no. the newest one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, very, very, very cool stuff. Uh, we've mentioned that how Siege is the pinnacle of supporting your game, taking care of your community, and everything else will kind of take care of itself. <laughs> if Rainbow Six Siege is so good, how come there's no Siege 2? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, they don't need it. 
I ain't mad at them for it. So I'm because we're in year five. Yep, this 2015 is season five, year one. And or, their goal was ten. Yeah, halfway there. Wow, that is a scary thought. That's I'm not even like that's impressive, dude. Even if they're like, you know what, this is gonna be our last. What, season. What's the last Call of Duty you remember that got five years of solid support none, like this? None of them. <laughs> Don't get me wrong; it has its issues. Yeah, and I it pisses me off from time to time. Mm-hmm. But five years of solid ass support. Yeah, it's wild. It's a wild thing, and um, and another like strange. How did of, this last longer than Overwatch? Well, Overwatch is still around, right? But we're but over. <laughs> Watch Damn it, you! What? It's one of those days, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting smacked in the face with boom shields. Um, but Overwatch Two has been confirmed. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right about so that. That's a little different. You know what I mean? I, I don't like the last game I could think that has received this prolonged support is like CS:GO. <laughs> you know what I mean? So oh, man, dude, it, hey, you gotta hop on CS:GO. Oh man, I'm good. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I mean they they have really stuck to their guns on that. Uh, you're right, Gabe. Oh. <laughs> Uh, dude, yeah. uh, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. Okay, fair enough. Um, they really stuck to their guns on that. And like I said, even if they said, you know what, uh, year five is going to be our last year of Siege, I'd be like, more than deserved. You know what I mean? I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're looking above and beyond. Uh, and like you said, I think you mentioned it, put Siege on the new fucking console. Give it, make it a little bit more pretty and send it on its way. Just because a developer stops support doesn't mean the community will stop support. Because mm-hmm. that's a big thing. Um, cause like, you know, like I've mentioned the, some of the call of duties, like black ops three still has a pretty okay ish foundation on PC for sure. But if you hopped on console, it'd be a very different story. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, good stuff, good, good stuff on siege. Um, it's probably been a while since we slobbed on Ubisoft's knob, mm-hmm. uh, because <laughs> yeah. it's probably one of the few games that they can, you know, consistently crank Ubisoft Montreal. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Make that distinction. Yeah, absolutely. You do. Yeah. Hey, uh, now that I'm going to Canada this year, maybe I should swing by the studio. Yeah, man. I love so- you guys. They start screaming at you in French. <laughs> I'm going to bring my thermite hat. <laughs> <laughs> One really big fucking hole. You should get right the, the glasses that has his eyes sticking. I, I have those. <laughs> you do? I got those for me for my birthday one year. I, you, you got the picture. I That's fucking wild. God damn it. Um, did, you, did I tell you about the petition for Maverick? There's no. a petition online to change his uh, like gadget like um, voice thing to one really small hole coming right up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I get it. I'm with it. Hi, man. Hey, man. I, like Somebody, uh, I think Geek Blank made a video about putting vanilla operators versus DLC operators, and he feels like the vanilla operators are still overpowered and or are too powerful in comparison. I'm like, well, they should be. The game was built for them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the game was built... Simplicity is the best weapon. Correct. Uh, this game was built with these guys in mind. So, of course, they're going to have advantages that maybe characters down the road don't have. You know what I mean? The maps that were brought, launched with the game were built for these guys. So, like, sure, you know. Um, Listen, man, you know. there's a reason that I still main Thermite. Absolutely. There is a very good reason. Absolutely. You know? I mean, Doc, I still main Doc sometimes on defense majority I, of the time. Oh, man, I got that elite skin for Doc. Mm-hmm. That uh, Master Peaker skin for Doc. Yeah. You like it? <laughs> yeah, we get sweaty. Anyway, speaking about getting sweaty, let's talk some music news and reviews. Um, before we dive into anything, did you see the uh, snippet of Knocked Loose's surprise set at LBD Fest? Where yeah. It looks the, f- the triad of Garrison's uh, Scream Dead Ringer. It looked ridiculous. Absolutely awesome. Yeah. It looked like a skate park. Yeah. Uh, and just everybody was there. I love that shit. Why the fuck do we not get more of that type of stuff? In, in well, we got scenes. Furnace Fest coming up. We yeah. got uh, This Is Hardcore, which, um, by the way, you should watch Gulch's set from This Is Hardcore 2018 or 19. I Who's? can't remember. Gulch. Okay. Yeah. They, oh, Lord. Talk about, uh, talk about <laughs> good shit. Somebody, uh, 
I think uh, State of the Scene released a meme the other day where it's like, it was like the list of like most reasons why somebody died in, in like in the early 20s, like 1920s or whatever. It was uh-huh. like different things that caused people's deaths. And he's like, hey, look at fucking uh, <laughs> uh, this is hardcore released. It's leaked its lineup and it's just all these random names of fucking like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I like, saw that. Yeah. Like fucking crazy shit. Oh, my God. It made me die. But um, so, yeah, man, uh, that's, that's pretty that's pretty good. <laughs> also. Uh, every time I die, you know, they've been kind of quiet onto the season, but they announced the 11th and 12th of December. So I'll be in Buffalo. Correct. You will. And I will be, uh, I forgot who, um, was it, was it hate? Uh, was it, what's the name of that fucking hate five, six or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I think they got full, full, um, filming rights. Set, no set list for that. So, uh, they released like a little teaser earlier this week. Of, they're going to be getting all the full set stuff that they saw. And they're going to be putting up on their website. Good stuff. That new album's coming along well, according to Will Putney and the guys. This, they're, they're, they're funny. They're, they're swinging, man. And uh, Keith said they're going to be playing some new shit at this 312 show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, it sold out. Did it really? Yep, sold out. Good stuff. Yep. Good stuff. So, again, just more more hardcore Goose Island. That's all we need. Get it in the fucking the acoustic room, man. The give me, wood room. Give me fucking Goose Island Hardcore Fest. 2021 Island Hardcore Fest. I'm all over it. We got a uh, Code Orange. We got a uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't fucking get me started, man. Uh, but yeah. So uh, with that, it's you know, Census Phil is in the studio. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh, veterans. Um, yeah. Should be another good. Census Fail album. Yep. Should be good. Should good be good stuff. Uh, so we had an album drop on Valentine's Day. Great American Ghost. Power Through Terror. Did you listen to this? I did not. Actually, I did listen to a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm. A, I want your opinion before I. Sure. So Great American Ghost is the kind of hardcore band that I was uh, preaching and rooting for ever since. Uh, oh, fuck. What was the name of that album? Destroyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Hatred Stems from the Seed mm-hmm. was in uh, 2017 awesome. came out. Yep. And uh, OK, so the big thing that I noticed with this album is that there's a massive tempo change, whereas the 2017 release was kind of a downswing, very bum, 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 bum. Mm-hmm. This is much faster paced and it is much more aggressive and styling. And musically, uh, and musical choices. I think that when you listen to this album, you can hear clear as day that these couple of few years have been a talent jump for this band because Ethan's vocals have improved a bunch. The guitar work is phenomenal. And whoever their drummer is, dude, Kev's of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of good stuff in this album. Kev's of Steel. Properly aggressive. I think it's worth the checkout. I give this album a very solid B. Okay. Um, there was a couple of... I think overall as an album, it's constructed much better. But when you kind of nitpick and choose, I think there's a lot less singles to be thrown out there. That being said, um, I want to catch these guys live mm-hmm. this week. Uh, <laughs> and it is a very excellent album. And like I said, I give it like a solid B. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a lot of contenders coming out this year. And I don't even think I have five on my album of the year list yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping by the end of February we can get a solid foundation going. And we'll mm-hmm. see where everything stacks up. But check it out. All right. Yeah, because I, I checked out our first couple of songs. And it, it sounded like a lot like Dealer to me. Am I alone in that? Like, it kind of had, like, that kind of faster pace, more core, almost, like, deathy kind of a sound to it. it you know, I, I didn't want to make a comparison, but it's like when you jump from Mortal Kombat 11 back to X, and you real and you remember how fast the genre can get. True, true, true. But, yeah, uh, you know, I'll take a look at it. Uh, I, from what I heard, I liked it. I just couldn't get all the way through it. Busy guy, you know. I do a lot of stuff, Gabe. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> so, uh so yeah, uh, with that we got some singles to talk about. For your strong, for your learn str- to love the lie. Uh, do I dare say it? 
this might be my favorite four year strong song of all time. Yeah, it, it's very good. It is, as Gabe would say, it is properly good. It is properly good. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I think this is probably the best song we've heard from this upcoming album so far. I did like the other two, Bad Bad Brain or whatever, and um, the other fucking song, Talking in Circles or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, I think this is easily the best song out of all of them. I could definitely see like a room full of people like chanting the lyrics mm-hmm. to this song. Crack please are easily. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I'm looking forward to maybe seeing them in the future. They're coming up with uh, Silver Seaman mm, like next month or whatever, but I don't think I'll be able to make that because it's like a Friday with whatever sure i don't understand why bands do that but um on a friday well not, i'm just saying like on a thursday or a wednesday or whatever the fuck you know what i mean I don't, something like that in the middle of the week but um yeah so it's definitely really really good if you're a fan of four years strong this is kind of i don't i want to see more lined up with what they kind of previously done but uh yeah this puts the love back in lumberjack sure cool yeah we can roll with that uh silent planet released a single called trilogy mm-hmm. did you listen to it i did oh boy yeah what do you think i liked it uh it's, it's i like the, the, the weird almost like electronic yeah thing, right it was very weird and then it just kind of takes off and uh goes off the rails a little bit in a good way though you know like you know how when you're on a roller coaster you don't want it to go off the rails but if like it gets the, off, uh, the, like the viper at six flags yeah if it gets off the rails just just a little bit yeah it spices up the ride a little when bit. you think you're gonna hit the wooden planks yeah, like yeah right yeah. up above you you know correct 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 so uh yeah there's definitely uh i want to say one of their more fast-paced songs i've heard from them because um they're a band that um that doesn't really have to go a million miles per hour because they have impact but, with but this song does yeah but this one does and uh they show that they have that in their in their toolkit if they need to bust it out they're consistently evolving man it's you know, kind of scary it's actually weird because like i think given how aggressive their music is generally and how like heavy it is i feel like they're one of those bands that's kind of like weird to mosh to because of like the weird polyrhythms and like the kind of constant change of pace mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard to mosh with them and then like just when like Something's about to hit the apex of a song, like it cuts into like a really slows down, like to like a nice cool chorus. Yeah, and you're like, whoa, that was weird. Like it's awesome, but it's hard to mosh to. I think this song is like, fuck it, let's get the pitmasters in the fucking room and go nuts. So uh, I'm with it, man. Uh, they're really into this trilogy thing uh, because I think their tour is called tr- the trilogy tour, right? Yeah, uh, I'll be there by the way. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, they're really into this, and uh, it shows. Uh, they're they're really good, man. I mean, I think I mentioned to you, I'm like, they do everything right. I you know I because when this came out I the first thing I said I was like they have perfected metalcore, <laughs> you know I mean it, yeah sure it, it's like um I, I had this weird comparison the other day where it's like there's bands there's products out there that try and give you a gimmick like here's a new way of doing something right mm-hmm. like here's a new wallet or something but then there's just bands out there that just put the highest quality materials into their like product mm-hmm. and it just shows and I think Silent Planet is one of those absolutely where. Sure, there is a little bit of gimmick, but the gimmick is that everything is so highly polished. Well, I I mean, there is nothing. I don't think anything about them as gimmicky like at all. I don't find them. I don't find them a gimmick at all. Sure. Uh, I think, like you said, I think the the only gimmick is is that we release really good music, Mm -hmm. (laughs) whether you like it or not. Like I said, man, everything is so grossly polished. You can see a reflection in these songs. And absolutely, I mean, even like I know that they remastered uh, that first album, "The Nights That Got Slept," but they didn't have to. I think it sounded very good originally. I granted they had different visions for it. That's obvious, but um, it was still very, very well done. You know what I mean? And um, I like when, um, oh my God, what's the name of the second album? Oh my God. Uh, He's thinking the when everything album. was sound, yeah. when everything was sound, uh, that was like a, a, definitely a step up, but it was still well done, you know? Um, and just everything is like really, really, they're just a really, really good band that knows what the fuck they're doing. 
and understands that they're very high level musicians from on every single level of the band. Lyrical content is like bar, like they are second to none as far as that goes because yeah, they, man, there's some god tier vocalists and Garrett's definitely up there. Yeah, he's he's up there and his well, ability I say like lyricists. Yeah, definitely with his ability to connect and say things that you're like whoa. You know what I mean? Because I was listening to uh, Inherit the Earth the other day. I'm mm-hmm. like, man, that... When you pull out the lyric sheet, man, it's a totally different song. Yeah, man. Fucking, uh, you know, what what, uh, what is the weight of my life on the scales of eternity? Like, that's profound. Like, <laughs> it's like, you don't just don't say that. It's better than, like, suck my fuck you or whatever the fuck Attila says or some shit, shit like that. Like, oh, you beat me to the Attila joke. Yeah. But yeah, man, him and Brendan Murphy have just such a fucking good way with words. Yeah. And, uh, man, Silent Planet, doing everything right. Good stuff. My discovery. My discovery. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Yeah, <laughs> t- yeah, yeah, yeah. T- you, you can have Knock Loose. I'll, I'll take I'll take this one. Um, <laughs> speaking about... No, I have no good so good for that. Um, an Australian <laughs> band by the name of Polaris. You might have heard of them because they're blowing the fuck up. Just like this next single called Landmine. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to it? I have not listened to this <gasps> one. <laughs> Let me tell you this, man. Their single selection for this album that drops Friday. Mm. So we got to get through that. Um, which I'm super excited for. Yeah, I'm sure way. you are. Um their single it's not selection. exactly a chore, Gabe. <laughs> no, but their single selection, holy shit! Every single single, every, every single, single single, every single single. Say that five times fast. That they've dropped, I think I've loved. Okay, because we got Masochist. That was good. We got um, uh, what was the second one? It was uh, hyper 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 <laughs> hypermania. Hold on, so I think that's about right. Hold on, let me. I have hypermania? it. He's pulling it up. Hypermania, you're right. Hypermania, and now Landmine. Mm. Wow, these guys um. They're doing something, man. Yeah. And they're just what, you know, we always make this joke that Columbus, Ohio and Australia have the same water supply, right? Uh-huh. It just cuts through the earth. Whatever <laughs> it is that it's in that water supply, Polaris has just a direct IV drip of this shit. All the time. And I am super excited. Correct. We need them and like, who, who would make a good opener for Polaris? Opener? Uh, for- who else is wild? <laughs> like unhinged. Well, it's kind of. Just due to the popularity of the band, it's hard for me to say that they will headline at the moment. Well, I don't know, man. Look at their stream count. It's getting up there. It's yeah. like surprising. Is it? You know, they have one song off of uh, the last album that has like 17 million streams. Really? That's crazy. Because when I brought them here, it was a super small band. And yeah. now it's like, they're, you know, mm-hmm. it's wild. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see how, how well they do in a U.S. market now after this album drops. Weren't they just on tour with somebody? Who were they on tour with? I, I can remember, but they were not headlining. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm curious to see. Uh, oh, they were with uh, the Devil Wears Prada and uh, Parkway Drive, I think was the most recent U.S. Think, tour. Yeah, and they, they were like second opener. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, let, let's bring them back around and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know who else dropped an album this week that I, I haven't listened to yet? Whom? Suicide Silence. Whom dropped an album? Suicide Silence, huh? Yeah. So um, maybe I'll check that out. It's very hard listening to Suicide Silence after watching that Mitch Locker documentary. Yeah. Especially, well, especially the Mitch Locker stuff, right? Because now you have all that, like, con- contextual mm-hmm. knowledge, but, like, even more so some of the newer stuff. But Yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's kind of a hard, hard person to follow up on. You know, uh, Punk Rock NBA says the best. He was the face of Death Court for yeah. a while there. Literally, when you think of Death Court, you picture him. <laughs> like the, the, You know, there's maybe a couple of other people... But not as big as of a personality. No way. Yeah. No way. And so it's kind of funny because all considering like the dude had anxiety problems and whatnot. So you like you would think that he didn't, he didn't ha- want to be that. Guy. Yeah. That he that he couldn't be that guy. But he was, you know, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wasn't too far from where he had his accent because I was also in Florida at the time. when I Really? Out, so 
Really interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man. So, um, we got anything else, Gabe? Um, you know, I thought I did. I swear I did, but maybe not. You do um, not. Oh, um, there is a very good um, musical documentary, and it is in fact my favorite one by like a country mile called uh, Never Forget. It is a documentary of the chariot. Um, and if you're wondering why I've been on this chariot kick, it's I because am. that that thing almost brought me to tears. That yeah. documentary, really. Yeah, um, it's 40 minutes. It's not anything crazy, but it is probably one of the best pieces of like musical history and documentation and kind of capturing why they were so important. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's your, what's your favorite documentary? Overall? Mm-hmm. Oh, Dear Zachary's probably up there. Oh, yeah, yeah um, you did mention that. That one's fucking brutal, though. Don't watch that if you're in a good mood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's at least top five. Okay. I'd have to sit down and really think about it because it's been a while since I've watched one, but I do enjoy them mm-hmm. quite heavily. But yeah, check it out. Never forget. Um, this dude went on tour with them for the, for the uh, what do they call it? I can't remember. But um, I, I always want to say thank you, good night, but mm-hmm. that's Vanna's. That's Vanna's, yeah. Um, watch it. It'll it'll make you remember why this band was so important and why not. there will never be another band like The Chariot. They were nuts, man. Um, yeah, when I saw them, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? These guys are uh, performing on a whole different kind of level than everybody yeah. else around them. I caught them at the Bottom Lounge, man, and that was, I think that's when they broke up. Mm-hmm. So that was insanity. Yep, that's good stuff, man. Um, but and yeah, we we got the uh, we got the tenure in November for let or long live, long live. Ooh. <laughs> let, yeah, let live, long live. Yeah, we're just gonna bring back all of the like 2010s goodies, man. She. But yeah, all right. So maybe we'll cover that up. And you said it's coming up in a couple of weeks. You said uh, what is the 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 tenure is in November, November 23rd. Oh, okay, so we got some time. We got some time. I I do believe we have um, not I set to kill kill switch engage. I don't know what happened there. Yeah, we got kill mixed up. But uh, kill switch engage self titled is coming up. Really? Yeah. So we're gonna have to do a ten year on that. I sent you a list of albums that turned ten this year. Sorry, I was doing my get my Howard. Hey, he's Jones ready. He's <laughs> ready. But yeah, so that's good. That's good stuff. Um, Gabe, I think that that's episode one hundred and fifty of. Is that one five zero? I think that's one five zero. Okay. Yeah, that is episode one hundred and fifty of the Second City Kids podcast. We will join you guys here next week for episode one hundred and fifty one of the Second City Kids podcast. Uh, don't forget that we are also on YouTube as well. We auto post over there. Uh, you know, it's nice because we don't actually have to do anything. Correct. Yeah, it's because otherwise I would be really lost and confused because I am completely inept. You guys don't even understand how difficult it is for me to understand how to even roll sound on this show. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a hassle for me, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that was episode 151. See you guys next week for 150. What 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 did I say? 150. 150. We'll, we'll, this is 150. 150. We'll uh-huh. be back next week for 151. Oh, 151. That's how numbers work. They go yeah. up generally. Well. Or, it, you know, or unless it's our economy, then it goes down. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> yeah. We're not a political podcast. <laughs> See you guys next week. Deuces. Oh, did it go? That's oh, that time. You- Thank you guys for joining us this week on the Second City Kids podcast. You can like us on iTunes, Google, anywhere else podcasts are found. Any comments, questions, or concerns, you can email us at secondcitykids at gmail.com. Until next week, folks, deuces. Thank you.